so you guys can make fun of me, but it wasn't until I was like 16 years old that I was eating one of those, those oranges without seeds. And it struck me, wait a second, how do they do this? Right, like, like all the other plants, like the fruit bears, you know, it carries seeds and then you plant those and then you make another tree, right? But like with the oranges that don't have the seeds, how does that work, right? All of you are thinking inside of your head right now, like, yeah, <laughs> I just thought about that, Father. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was seriously, like, I was 16 years old, and it blew my mind. And so I do, started doing some research, and I thought, like, wow, do they, like, genetically modify every single seed that they plant to, like, keep making these? Like, why aren't these oranges more expensive? What's happening? And it turns out that they actually just used something that's been around for millennia. Literally, they were doing it 4,000 years ago in China. It's called grafting. Okay, so what you can do with grafting is you can take one plant of a similar family to another one, and you can cut off the branch of one plant, and then you basically like just stick it onto this other plant, it doesn't even have to be the exact same kind of plant, like as long as it's the same general family, that branch will just like connect into the other vine or the other tree. And what's fascinating is nothing happens to the fruit. And so if this is a branch of these like oranges that don't have seeds, it just keeps producing the same thing, even though it's connected to a completely different tree. This has been used literally for millennia and it was very popular in the Middle East at the time of Jesus. Funny story, while I was doing some research on this, in 1864 there was the great wine pandemic in France where they started losing a whole bunch of uh, vines and the French called it a pandemic. So they were like, there's no wine, we're all gonna die. Right? <laughs> They made it through thanks to grafting. And so this, this image of grafting is actually, it's used by Jesus Christ for precisely what happens with us as Christians. We become grafted from our natural vine that is going to die, and we are connected to this new vine of Jesus Christ that isn't a vine that's going to die, but that has eternal life. And Jesus in the gospel today talks about some of these, uh, talks about this a little bit, right? He says, he takes away, I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. And so if we want to be Vines that don't get thrown into the fire, right? That's what eventually happens. The ones that don't bear fruit get cut off and they get thrown into the fire. Bad option. So if we don't want to be one of them, what we need to do is be well connected to Jesus Christ and bear fruit. So first, let's talk about being connected to the vine. So one of the benefits of, of grafting is that 
you know, for particularly for vines and for a lot of other fruit trees, it'll take several years before that tree starts bearing fruit. But really, if you graft a branch from one tree to the other, the next season, it'll start bearing fruit. But for that whole first year or so, you literally just have to hold it up against the, the trunk, right? The, uh, they, they used to, they would like, tie a bunch of string around the branches and then soak them in tar or in, in sap or something like that so that it would all kind of like stick together and kind of stay moist while it was all connecting. Now I was doing some research, they just used tape. So I was like, huh, it's very not epic. But you know, the, the, there needs to be something there that holds you to the trunk, that holds you to the vine. And it takes time to get to the point where you connect to the vine on your own. And you can weather the difficulties of being outside in the world. So, that has a clear parallel to the spiritual life. Right? For us, <clears throat> perhaps somebody who has been really dedicated to Christ for a long period of time doesn't need the extra support to stay connected to the vine. However... We live in a world that is particularly rough, right? The, the storm this morning is perhaps a good image of what it's kind of like to live as a 21st century American, right? You get torn around really easily. And so we need this extra support to stay close to Christ, to become grafted onto him. What precisely is that staying connected or that thing that holds us connected to the vine? It's really, it's, it's a community. It's talked about in the first reading and in the psalm today. So, you know, it talks about how Paul goes and he gets connected into the community of Christians. And then it's from there that he's able to be nourished and able to go forth and bear fruit. Also, in the psalm, it said, you know, I will praise you, Lord, in the assembly of the people, with other people. That's one of the necessary things. If we are branches, just as Jesus Christ said, then we need something around us to hold us to Christ. So that's the first thing, community. The second thing, we don't want to separate ourselves from the, the trunk, right, the vine. For branches, we need to make sure that at the very least, we aren't separating ourselves. That's kind of talked about in the second reading, where it says that if you live in God, if you are connected to the vine, so to speak, then you follow his commandments. And in Catholic theology, it's specifically mortal sins that separate us from God. Those are the things that chop us off of the vine, and we end up laying on the ground until Jesus Christ the vine dresser, comes along and connects us back through the sacrament of confession. And so what are those, those mortal sins? Some of the more common ones in my campus ministry are uh, missing mass on Sunday or a holy day of obligation, uh, getting drunk, getting high, any of the sins of lust, whether it's with someone else or by yourself, any of those things separate us from the vine. Now, with all of this in mind, I want everybody to, to stop 
and, and think. Maybe even take some time this summer, right? We're coming to the end of the academic year. This is a good time to kind of think about, well, how did this year go? And when we come back next semester, you can kind of, it's, you get a new start, right? You can kind of reset things. Was this a year when you really did remain united to the vine? How'd it go? How often did you separate yourself from the vine through mortal sin? Maybe it wasn't just your own desire to do that, but maybe it was because the people that were around you were kind of pushing you in that direction. Do you need to get plugged in a little bit more to a community, a group of people that will hold you to the vine as opposed to separating you from it? Are you part of a, a Bible study as one of those foundational communities that we have here? Maybe Cristeros, Knights of Columbus, Kappa. You come to Ignite a little bit more often. Come to daily Mass. Sign up for an hour of adoration throughout the week. There are a lot of li little ways that we can just put one more string around us to hold us to Christ. What are the ways that you need to do that to make sure that you stay connected to Christ throughout this next academic year? Now, if you're thinking to yourself, like, yes, I didn't commit any mortal sins last year. Like, I'm so good. I'm just going to sit back and relax. There's a step two. It says, he takes, uh, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does he prunes so that it bears more fruit. What's the fruit that you've borne this year? If you can say, yeah, you know what, I am connected to the vine. Well, and the vine is nourishing you. You've got all everything you need. In fact, you have infinitely more than you can even handle. God gives us far more nourishment than we can actually pour forth in fruit. So whatever fruit you're bearing, it should be, first off, of your own variety, you can say. I think one thing that can happen is uh, when people do really become connected to Christ, when they, when they decide, no, I'm going to start living from the life of Christ. I'm going to make this my main source of life. We almost think to ourselves like, oh, that means now I have to be boring and I can't have any fun and I can't do all the things that I like to do. I can't have my own personality. But remember, it's the, it's the grafted branch. What happens to the branch that's grafted on? Absolutely nothing aside from the fact that it's even more nourished. And so if you're funny, when you're connected to Christ fully, you'll be even more funny. If you're interesting, you'll be even more interesting. If you're talented, you'll be even more talenting, talented. You're connecting from a vine that is bound to death to a, va a vine that is the source of eternal life. It just gets better. And so what does that fruit look like? Whatever it is that you do, is it 
bursting at the seams with the love of God? Is it, is it particularly fruitful? Does it bear much seed? What are the, who are the other people who you are bringing to Christ? What are the other vines that are now going to be planted? because of your union with Christ. This semester, this year, it's been a rough year for like the whole world, right? However, with every single storm, for the plants that survive, they just end up stronger. So allow this summer to be a time where you sit back, you reflect on how this year went and how next year you can be even more united to the vine and bear great fruit.